Welcome to the Some Laugh Podcast. It could be like, oh, that was some laugh, or there was just some, some laughs. laughs. Well, no promising all laugh. No, <laughs> it's, it's, there's going to be some. It's some laugh. Thanks for joining us, Amos. Um, so, first time I've seen you, right? Yeah. Went to... Uh, it was 2019, December. Went to see Jim Jeffries at the Hydro in Glasgow. First guy walks out, you. And do you know what I always remember about that? It's like... Because I've opened for people, man, and sometimes you come out and you feel like, oh, no, they, you're worried. Oh, are they going to, like, do they even know there's an opener? Do they know mm. that concept? Do you need to apologise for not being them? Do you need to say something about not being the person I've came to see? You just went out and straight away just fucking right in there. Yeah, because um, Jeffrey said that to me when I first started. He's like, because some people, I'm not going to name any names, have come out to open for him. And they will they will do that. They'll be like, now I know you're waiting for Jim. He will be out in about 40 minutes, so you've got to put up with me. So let's just get through this. It's either that or dead silence. And then they'll just eat you alive. Yeah. And then Jim was like, mate, if you go and watch like Oasis or something back in the day, and like Kasabian opens, they're not like, sorry, we're not Noel and Liam. <laughs> um, we've got a couple of hits. Um, see how you go with them, and uh, yeah. we'll be off in a minute. <laughs> like Matt Kirsch, and I remember once came out in Adelaide, and he told people where the toilets were during his set. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and, <then, laughs> and then they were at the Adelaide crowd. I was like, off, 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 oh, and he's like, no. I'm just trying to be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> that that was sick because we did the gig and we came backstage, and I was with this other American comedian, Forrest. I don't know if you guys remember him, but he'd know. done some gigs for Alan Anderson. I don't know if oh. you've had... Do, you, do your listeners know who Alan yeah, is? Yeah, well, Alan's yeah. a promoter that we're out here with. Uh, he's a promoter, but Forrest had done some work for him like three years earlier and never got paid. And Alan came back to see everyone after the show and Jim just looks at him and goes, right, cunt, you owe him 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to come into the green room and have a drink back here at the Hydro, pay the motherfucker right now. <laughs> and he had it on him as well. That's hilarious. We're like, How often does this happen to you, Alan? I'm pretty sure every time there's a big comic that bumps into Alan, he probably owes him money. <laughs> but uh, it's weird because like, you've basically achieved my fucking career goal by playing that the Hydro. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's the that's the worst part about it is like I've opened for him in all the like we've done Madison Square Garden, O2, Hydro, like yeah. Ziggo Dome in Amsterdam. But you're it's not you, you, but you'd start to build an ego out of it where you're like, yeah, I've done that room, done that because Kevin Bridges came to see it, Aye. and I was talking to him, and I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty nice room to play, isn't it, man? Like we're on some kind of level party, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he sold this out twelve times by himself, man, man that was like or whatever, a hundred times or whatever yeah, he's yeah. done it, but you, but it's not yours. Yeah, you know what you need to do is like, like I've aimed significantly lower. Just bring your goals down, Mark. <laughs> bring them right down. Like maybe you know, I'll just have a good weekend. Aye, and that's where I'm at. Oh, that's a bit arrogant at this festival. <laughs> <laughs> We're all dying on our ass here in Perth. It's been a fucking nightmare. Everyone went to the UFC. They're not going to comedy. I was like, well, I'm on the fucking t-shirt. Oh, I you, so you went. You'll love this. I was looking through my Instagram the other day and I was like, I was just priced out of going to the UFC. Yeah. And then there's this guy called Slav. Speaking of that tour, his name's Slavomir. He's Jim's like bodyguard when we went to the Euro tour. Oh, Jim yeah. needed a bodyguard because there was some issue about a uh, Islamic threat because he'd supposedly drawn Muhammad in a sketch or something. I don't know what it was. But <laughs> Jesus. they're pretty non-chill about that. Um, <laughs> famously. <laughs> famously non-chill. And so they had a bodyguard. It was this guy. He's like a Polish like special forces guys a hard, hard real hard cunt and he was um, what's his name Makachev aye aye, aye. Uh, he, yeah he was his bodyguard for this tour 
No. Which is a weird one when you're like, I'm the bodyguard for the pound for pound greatest fighter in the world. Like, <laughs> what are you really doing? But he was here and he messaged me like, do you want to get breakfast? And I went down and saw him and I hadn't seen him for like five years or something. And nice. I had like a torn ACL on the tour. Oh, and I would every day I was like, oh, my knee, ah, my knee. And one day he goes, here, you take two of these. And I was like, is this for my knee? And he goes, no, it's for my ears because you are a bitch of a man. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a pure morphine pill. <laughs> Did you see, by the way, fucking Alan said that uh, Islam was on his flight today? Yeah, and he said, what, he's flying, and he's flying business class. Yeah, and he says he's a miserable bastard, but to be fair, Alan probably owed him 300 quid as <laughs> well. <laughs> but, like, do you need more than business class? Like, once you're laying flat, what is there? Yeah. Like, I, know, I know the Arab dudes need, like, a, an area for their falcon or whatever. <laughs> have you ever been on one of those planes where they have the the bird section? Yeah, no, no, what? So. yeah like, a bird section? Yeah, and all the shakes, they fly with their birds on them. And so there's like a first, first, first class where the shakes sit up there and their birds can fly around. I didn't know they had birds. Yeah, they have these falcons. It's like their version of like rich white women with the dog on the plane in America. Oh. They have like these birds of prey and they, they have the big mitt. They fly with them. So some of the seats have to have like a leather protector because these claws and talons are sitting on the plane. I flew business class once on my honeymoon. They gave us it because we uh, a plane fucked up the rest of the day. And then within an hour, I'd got so fucking drunk and spilled red wine all over everything, man. And then the next leg, we were not on business class anymore. I'm like, they fucking knew, <laughs> the word, man. The word got out. <laughs> You're trying to give these scumbags a, yeah. a leg up. And these cunts will spill wine everywhere. Yeah, I fucking These guys getting fucking budget all over the plane on. I'm fucking not seeing it. Yeah, because I had a, uh, a girl that went to my school became like a first class... Um, Hosty, and she was like, I had to do a bird management course. (laughs) 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 I had to like not freak out about birds of prey, and then like a lot of them just offered to fuck you for cash in the toilets on the plane. Jesus, yeah. Anyway, she's got a nice house, so I don't know what she does. It must be a bit of a fucking busman's holiday for a bird to get on a plane, eh? Why could we be doing this? <laughs> vastly unnecessary. Have you? Because do you? Have you done a lot of business first class then on nah, your travels? No, no, gym specifically. Like you in economy keeps you in economy. Like <laughs> I'm not kidding. There was a time where I could upgrade with points, and so I got up to business class because yeah. they'd paid for all the flights, and I was like, oh, I'll treat myself on this one. And I upgraded, and he's like, What are you doing here? And I was like, oh, points. He's like, Is there? A- nah, nah, yeah. Nah, you're the opener. You got, you, I can't have you up here. That's he goes, you, there's got to be some kind of fucking system. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't be paying for you to sit up the front here with me. I never got this. Brilliant. Why have you got this? Yeah. Is that because like, he's paid his dues? He yeah, doesn't want me getting any of And he never had any of that gear. And he's like, <laughs> if you sit up here, I'm doing this for you. You're going to get weaker as a comic because you think you've made it and you haven't. You need to go back there in a middle seat, get a notepad out and use the rage of how much you hate me and the other rich people <laughs> to make good comedy. <laughs> That's a very fair point too, It is huh? fair That's the thing Is I'm over here in Perth Like I had no money Growing up And now my mum's Fucking this gold magnate <laughs> Who's got like boats And a nice apartment Yeah and thanks I'm, very much For inviting us so the boat That was very fun <laughs> But let me tell you I've not written a joke In that house <laughs> <laughs> My mum even says Oh you can go Like this It's got like a sea view Or like you know You can spend time On the boat and it's like, while you're on like a yacht, you're not like, oh, I'm disgruntled with the world. Yeah. yeah. I'm going I'm to tell the powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to punch down. And you're like, I don't know if I can. <laughs> I'm going to punch up. I'm fucking, it's good though, isn't it? 
Oh man, that was yeah. amazing. What I mean, a fucking, what a couple of days on that boat. It was great. Once you go on a boat once, you start to be like, I started looking at the stock market with like what I would normally bet on horses and like Premier League games. I was like, I might have a punt on some like African mining stocks and yeah. organise a coup. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting though when you get out in the water then and then you start noticing all the bigger boats and then you go, nah. Yeah. You know, I need I'm not kidding one. you I, I, I never had any boats And then he's got this boat Which is a, is a nice enough boat But then because I've been on it three times I invited you guys on the boat And I was like oh, I'm pretty ashamed of this boat really. <laughs> 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 We're in the harbour And I'm like Yeah, yeah but he's, that's, he, that's a bigger boat than ours But he's dirty money You don't he's yeah. a, nah. But no that's the thing Because we are like You fucking don't really go out in boats and shit back home really Unless You know And even if you do it's no, The weather's not there So we were you like You used one full litre of sunscreen By the way yeah, no. Well, I, I didn't get burned though, so it worked. Look I at me. You. I was like, I, I got all this. My flesh is peeling oh, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I was the saying to you guys, I was like, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a Croatian and an Aussie, so I don't need sunscreen. But that's that's just getting rid of bad skin, you know. Yeah. Then finding a nice fresh what, like, layer underneath, like a snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Sadie is Croatian? My mum. Your mum's Croatian. Yeah, uh, that's why you were speaking to me yesterday. I was at the. Office trying to get my Croatian citizenship, Aye. which has been like a seven-year pursuit for me, and um, like I only go to the office after World Cups, and <laughs> because Croatia does well in a World Cup, and then I get all patriotic again, and I'm like, we're the best. I need the citizenship. We're from the Vlevet Mountains where Luka Modric comes from. <laughs> I, I'm not an Australian. I'm a Croat. And then I go to the office and I'm like trying to start my Croatian passport process, and they're pretty much like, everyone come now, huh? Oh yeah. yeah! Oh, one good World Cup. You think you are Croatian? <laughs> it's a three-year wait. Uh, three years to get in. Last time, I, I, I've, have I told you the story about no. what my mum made me do? No. Okay, so there's no language barrier anymore to get the citizenship. You used to have to speak the language, and there was a military service, and they got rid of that because the population is dwindling so bad. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the language test, which I couldn't do, and my mum wanted me to get the citizenship. So she's like, "This is her real plan." And you've met my mum, who's a fucking lunatic. Her plan was to take me to the creation office in Zagreb and she was going to tell them my son has had an accident. He was kicked by a horse or something. Oh my God. Right? So he's got. Kicked by a horse is a classic <laughs> accident. <laughs> Which in Croatia they can understand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Kicked by a horse, yeah. So she was like, he's got brain damage. She goes, so if you, if you can't speak English or Croatian, you can't really speak at all then it would be wrong of them to not be able to give you the citizenship. Oh, my God. So, when you do the test, I'm going to hold on to your arm and I want you to be like, uh, just mumble. I was like 19. I'm, like, I'm not doing that. That's fucked up. Like, that's so wrong. <laughs> and mum's just like, what's wrong with you? You're so PC. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's clearly not read the reviews of your recent shows anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like, but I like half committed to the bit. Yeah. Where like I tried to speak a little bit of Croatian, but not enough. I just kept going, I, I, there, I, there, mama, I, there, I, there, I, there. And then the person just looked at us like, well, this, guy, this guy's fucking, like, we don't, we don't have any room for him on our healthcare system. Jesus. <laughs> like, he's a burden. <laughs> and they just rejected me. <laughs> so I've had to wait until now because they've dropped the language requirement. What the hell? But I'm worried that when I go in there, they're going to be like, oh, miraculous recovery yeah. for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Still getting written in the notes, huh? He must have fucking improved after that horse kicked him in the head. So yeah. I also to get my citizenship, I have to promote Croatia to the world. So uh-huh. well, thanks come come on. come on down to the uh, Dalmatian coast. Uh, don't go inland; there's still landmines. <laughs> <laughs> How many times? When's the last time you were in Croatia? Right before COVID, right I before. went to go, I went to like where my mum was born, and it's like a Borat. 
Is that it's really? a Borat village. Because you don't think that for Europe. No. I guess you got, but there is still parts there where it's like electricity is like on a few hours a day. No. They're like refusing to, the EU is making them leave the villages of like 12, 20 people or whatever Fuck. to go down into the bigger villages. And um, where my mum was from, I found out that like my grandpa always said, we're a very good friend, Luka Modric. He's a very good friend for family. And then I found out the real story was that my grandfather was the shepherd of Luca Bodrich's family's like sheep and their cattle. Fucking and so hell. he actually was not friends with them. He was like a basically a servant for yeah. the Modrichs. Fucking hell. Who were the kingpins of the town. Oh, but they like money. They, yeah, no, Modric they've got like six yaks. So my, my, my grandfather's like, oh, very, very snooty. <laughs> I have a six a yak. <laughs> but it was, man, it was weird because you go in there and they've still had that war. And so, like, every house you walk into just has pictures of a weird general. Aye. And they're all t- like, oh. And you, you kind of ask questions like, so who's your dad now? My dad was uh, killed in the war. And you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Good thing my family got on the boat, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've not left the boots since. And, and then I've just got my Croatian uh, football kit on. And I'm like, we're all Croatian. And they're like, you are not Croatian. No. We have not killed the Serb. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. But, so, you're, so obviously you've been, uh, you've been living in like, America. Uh, have you been back and forth? Or, like? I just, yeah, I come back here to get cash, really. Because <laughs> it's like the Americans, like, the, the American thing is... There is like you're either super famous or you're just battling to, yeah. to make any rent, and so I, I, you know, I try and come back here do gigs or whatever. And, and I live like, in LA, and it's a it's a dump. Really, it's so shit. Have you been? I've been a couple of times. Every like um, every American lineup I see on like a thing, it's like every comic on it has like the the weirdest TV credits I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, in my yeah, life. yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like I was on I was on Family Feud with Steve Harvey doing warm up. Yeah, it was someone like I've seen on like yeah, little yachty's fucking rap battles on Channel X, and I'm like, yeah, that's quite good. Is that is that good? Yeah. <laughs> no, but they really won't book you without like a TV credit a lot of the time. So that's why people just are digging. That's, real, yeah, that's you're like, oh bad. man, I I was in the back of a Logan Paul clip. <laughs> <laughs> But like, what's the? So you, you don't like the city? What's the? What's the scene like in general? Because obviously in Hollywood and all that shit, do you ever like? I reckon the Americans are like the best in the world at comedy, uh-huh. and then they have ninety five percent of the worst comedians. A big drop off after seen, the big guys. You know? yeah. There's some like really good stuff, and then you just you see, like their stand ups are funny, but their people aren't. Does that make sense? Yeah. What I'm really trying to say here is that African-American people are funny. (laughs) (laughs) And white America sucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't have any... I've been talking about it in my show here is that like, we call it tall poppy syndrome in Australia. I don't know if you have that in Scotland, which is just like as soon as anyone's a bit... Then, you know, they've got dreams and aspirations or they're mm. talking positive about things. We're just like, you're a bit of a fuckhead, mate. Yeah. Fuck well, they say that down. the greatest crime a crab can commit is to take a leap for the for, rim of the bucket. the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, we, yeah, you tear, that? You tear down. That's the phrase, man. That's just a phrase. Yeah. I've heard that, like, crabs in a bucket, but I've never heard that I heard that when I was in the boat. Because <laughs> 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 our one in Australia is like, we call it the tall poppy. You know, you cut down the tall poppy. Yeah. 
but I always seen it as like the embodiment of Australia's tall poppy syndrome for anyone who's trying to be aspirational is when we play cricket. Do you have this rule in Scotland if you play back? You don't really play don't cricket, really do you? Play cricket, you never yeah, play no. cricket, eh? No. Oh, you fucking scum. Um, it's, <laughs> only a, it's only to spite the English. Yeah. They don't play it. They call, everyone else they colonise, they're forced to play it and we're like, no, no. fuck off. So we, what we do is like if you hit the ball for six, that's like the best thing you can do. Right. But in backyard cricket, that's an immediate out. So like you, they go, you did the best thing, but get the fuck out because uh, you've ruined the game for everyone else. And you think you're too good, so you lose oh. your wicket, which is like a very Australian thing where they're like, yeah, who the fuck do you think you are? That's interesting though, because let's see in Scotland there is a thing of like if you move to London or obviously yeah, America yeah. or something, if you don't live in Scotland, people get annoyed about I think. Um, oh yeah, people hate me in Australia now for that because I'm always ragging on us for that. <laughs> but then, like, I ragged on us a lot for that. But then I, because I moved, I was from like a farming town in Australia, so you can, I mean, if you wore like a shirt with like a different colour pattern on it that day, everyone's like, oh, all right. <laughs> 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 Someone's got a missus now, do they? Oh, oh, so, oh. Dude, what do you got like a job interview, do you, mate? You're like, dude, it's like a fucking, it's a, it's a yellow t-shirt, and it's like the worst thing you can do. But then I moved to America, and then I'm around dudes in like Gucci and Louis Vuitton glasses, yeah. And they'll be like, dude, last night I fucked this chick for like eight hours. And she was like, you're the best fuck of my life. And then everyone's high fiving, and you're like, when are we glassing it, man? Yeah. Like, why, 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 why are you guys talking so openly about how good you are? It's kind of revolting. Aye, well, that's definitely an American trait that's not shared probably in Australia or UK, Well, I think that's I think. because truly, if you don't big yourself up in the States, I never got it until I was there. And I was like, if you don't big yourself up and try and get gigs, it's just like you got no health care and you'll be homeless. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know people who do comedy, they sleep in like people, they're renting out closets. That's like no joke. They will sleep in a closet with a mattress on the floor. And they'd be like, yeah, but it's it's in a good neighborhood. I mean, if I right. manage to if I manage to make it through the fucking firing range as an American school, <laughs> I would big myself up after <laughs> that as well. Are we going to pretend that you wouldn't be the guy with the gun? <laughs> oh, listen, I'd be the guy with the gun, but I'm not Tom, not on myself. I'm not a fucking coward. <laughs> a guy with those clear braces on today. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I shot twenty kids. <laughs> Surely you'd hold out to take on the cops. I don't get when they turn it on themselves. Oh, Go yeah, on yeah. The- on who, that's like the boss level into it. Really? <laughs> one cop. Yeah. You've killed all the kids, and then when you shoot yourself, it's like, just do suicide by cop. Yeah. That's the proper way to go out. It would They'd be. They'd leave oh. a like, fake bomb threat. You also go, like, there's a bomb in a train station, slow down the city for a day. Like, mm-hmm. go big. When that dude shot up that, um, that cinema when he was dressed up as like the Joker oh, terribly, yeah, yeah. I, was in, I was in Vegas at that time, and it was on the news, and I was like, oh, fuck. Dark Knights in the cinemas. I might go and see that. It was a great advert. <laughs> Did that has still ruined me? Like I don't. When I'm in cinemas now, in America, it's the only. It's the place for some reason that one stuck in my head. So if I yeah. see a dude wander in, like alone to watch a movie, you just you spend most of the time looking at his body language. Like, what's he? What's he up to? He's, I'm here to try and watch Kingsman, man. I always think it must be quite <laughs> scary. It must be scary doing stand up on stage in America, though. If you think people have got guns, because it's like. I mean, fucking just somebody throwing a glass or something, but if something doesn't like you, it could just shoot you. Yeah, but here's the thing that people don't say about the gun culture, is because they have guns, they actually are politer. Because they're all thinking, fuck, this guy could have a gun, that yeah. guy could have a gun. So things actually don't... It's either murder or really nice. Like, there's no street fights, like no one no. calls you names, the road rage is different, because everyone's kind of like, I don't know. 
Yeah. If I, if I if I got this guy, I could have a screwless and have a gun. So there's a lot of like, sorry, okay, sir, move along. But when you're on stage, you're purposely not being polite and saying the most fucked up shit, and then people could be like, well, fuck you, I'm gonna shoot you. Yeah, but then they've also got those big dudes on the front door, which uh, we don't have in Australian and English comedy. Sense. We've got guys strapped with guns. <laughs> like the comedy store LA has a bullet hole in it from a drive-by. Fuck. Yeah, and heaps of comedians. Cool. Yeah, and all these comedians were like, yeah, I couldn't go back. I had PTSD, and I was just like, good, get the clear the fucking list. I'm trying to get spots. Uh, yeah, hell, get out of the way. <laughs> Well, you get your Kevlar on get down there for a five it's only a matter of time before somebody goes in and shoots up the backstage of a comedy club so then try and get the spots yeah that's a night where I'll be glad I'm not booked <laughs> 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 but what do you um, how do you find the crowds in America versus like Australia and uh, stuff enthusiastic aye like Australians I don't really believe um, I reckon any the funnier the population the worse the stand up sometimes because the audience are thinking I would have made funnier than this yeah, I'm funnier than this. Uh, I don't think you're very good at all. Whereas America is so enthusiastic for a performance. Yeah. Whereas like in Australia, I, I think people, the, the art form itself is like a bit of it. You might as well be a fucking juggler. <laughs> well, you've seen it here in Perth. What do you think? They're a bit like, uh, they, yeah. they, they want to buy the ticket for 14 bucks. Like you're not as valuable to them as a burrito. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that That is harsh, actually. I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been busting my ass and fucking sweating down to my belly button and I'm like this is for nothing really yeah, yeah. burgers in Australia are $17 <laughs> and my tickets at this festival have been constantly reduced to 14 and, and people still have the temerity to leave a review for your 60 minute show and they had three bites of a burger to get there and they will never complain about the price of the burger even if it was shit yeah. But for some reason, your art form, or whatever the fuck you're doing up there, they're like, nah, there was no value in that. <laughs> <laughs> the car park was more. The beer that they took into the show was more. Mm. <laughs> and they fucking still aren't happy, man. Fuck. No, that's so true, man. But I find here, like, it's hard to judge it because you get such a short go of it compared to, like, obviously if you live here or whatever. But it seems to me just that it's hard to engage people, particularly, like, with stuff about the news or world events because why would you care if you're here yeah 100 like everyone keeps saying to me why is no one coming out and i'm like well it's 32 degrees the beach is pumped um there's a lot of drinking and trying to fuck on the in the bars near the beach like it's no one says like oh you know what scrap that there's the dolphins that we can see jumping over the horizon in the sunset. Let's go to a brass monkey Scottish and uh, Irish pub uh, where there's no air conditioner. Mm. And, and listen to a guy tell a family story about his, um, his depression and his grandma's dementia. <laughs> like, if you just pitch that as an, like a thing to do. Yeah. But whereas, whereas if it's a cold climate, what else are you going to do? Like, that's why I love performing in, like, Detroit. Right. Is It's like, what, what else... Yeah, so Glasgow and stuff like that. Scotland is good to perform in because it's just shite outside of the time. People just want to get in and then huddle around go, oh, at least this makes us feel better about how shite and cold it is. Do you guys guys like Australia? Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, I I do feel a sense of like home-ish when I come here Uh as well. There's some home comforts here because there's some British shit in there. Like this, I remember when I seen there was a wild bean cafe and I'm like, (laughs) fucking cool, man. (laughs) (laughs) Just like here. Well, I I saw the, um, what's that fucking thing you guys all like? That shit English uh, monster monster munch? Oh, do you know monster munch here? Yeah. That's mate. I I mean, I haven't even had it, but I saw it and I put it in the group chat and like Rob Mulholland was like, 
Where is it? <laughs> exactly, exactly in the coordinates. But this isn't the climate for Monster Munch. Again, that's something that goes down better in the cold. When yeah. you're fucking roasting 30, Do you guys 37 feel degrees. ugly here? Yeah. Oh, actually, no. I feel about no? the same level as I usually do, which is just like, I'm I, I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> I fucking feel ugly next to you, I can't. Also, like you, every time I've ever met you, you've been with a, you've got a very beautiful girlfriend at the moment who's... Just been over and you're always... Oh, the German, yeah. You're always... Uh, the German. The German. <laughs> Minor German. But, man, you 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 get the lead... Well, you you have always had attractive partners, I, I've, I've always had a pyramid scheme for women, right? which was what you do is you need to get one hot girlfriend. Uh-huh. Um, usually a psychotic. Uh, someone who... I remember the first time I ever dated a girl that was like, you know, had, had an Instagram following. Sure. She was so mentally ill. And um, someone once said to me, I was like, yeah, she's just like completely unstable. Like, like she's, she's really, really hard to be around. And he was like, mate, you found a Ferrari on the street with the doors open and the keys in it. There was going to be something wrong with the internal parts of the car <laughs> if a guy like you was allowed to drive it. <laughs> like, you don't just find a Ferrari if you're a guy on low income who does comedy. <laughs> it's like if the car was working sound, it would belong to somebody who was far more handsome and successful than you. <laughs> and then you, get, you date one beautiful girl and then you just, once that's established, there'll be other girls that are like this. There's going to be something in there. And then they work out after three months there isn't something in there. Yeah. But then you've got another picture there. You go, now I've got two in. Uh, now the Ponzi scheme has begun. So it's, uh, it's what they call social... <laughs> it's something they call social proof because they see you had a, yeah. a real attractive girl. So is it that or is it your internal confidence of going, I know that just because they're beautiful on the outside doesn't, like, you don't feel as intimidated anymore? Well, yeah, but without stand-up, how would you hook up with anyone? Yeah, My, your personality? No. i got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a better lies. No, but I'm actually dating someone I really like now because I've realised a lot of my show this year is about reflecting on how much I've, I've uh, tried to date superficially attractive women to make a fill a hole yeah. with my friends to be like, look, I must be doing all right in my life. Yeah. And then they're talking to me about astrology or whatever. And I go, well, this isn't what I, what I want. This is a really good point. And I think that the reason guys often are motivated to like see if you, like get with a really, really attractive woman, it's not even so much because you want to be BBR or you want to shag her or something. It's because you want to look cool in front of your friends. Oh, 100%. Half of it is to be like seeing mates go, mate, she's pretty hot. You, maybe your career is actually a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's a legitimizer. But you're a good looking guy, Amos. Have you not? So, have you, like, did you not used to get as no, a No, I had a high school girlfriend for like seven years. Uh-huh. And then I had another girlfriend for like four years. So, I was, I've always just liked, I fucking hate chasing. I said this the other day, you ran into me. Like, I hate being single when it becomes every part of my life is I'm on some, I'm just on apps. I'm just DMing. I'm reacting to all kinds of people's story, throwing out wild shots. Yeah. At like, some actress is just like, I just got a roll flame emoji. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> to the point where you need like a secretary. And then it's, now I have a girlfriend that I like, I love and we hang out and I'm not even on my phone anymore. Yeah. And like the amount of stuff I can get done in my life when I'm not living nine lies I've been telling to various people, like, <laughs> 
the amount of personas that I've got to talk to all kinds of girls and like this web where you almost have to have like a note section in your phone yeah. where you're like like you know that girl believes I'm an architect or whatever <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean why am I in the brass monkey uh, no reason just having a paint actually yeah. I like to I like you know I don't I don't want to do the theatres I prefer to be down there with the mates at the pub <laughs> it's a trial show it's a work in progress uh, but you know you, it's so much more relaxing to just have like a girlfriend who's your mate yeah you know but it was it's it's fun for a period yeah well i'm finding that now a lot more like that you know like even the last time i was here i was having a, a lot of fun and meeting different people and all that sort of stuff but i think back now just to how much time i spent on tinder texting and all these sort of stuff and i'm like no wonder i never get any fucking jokes written because it's like a full-time admin yeah, job yeah. When you're no, it is. it's a full people. admin job and then everyone's like i'm anxious and i think the reason a lot of people have anxiety is that a lot of anxiety for people is their online persona like when they've been tuning people mm-hmm. coming into conflict with who they actually are and then when you start to meet those girls they're like oh you're not like you are yeah online at all yeah actually it's nice for someone like me to just hear about it though you know like and I just I mean someone who's like, married you, you've been ma- yeah, you're yeah married. I've been married not someone who's like fucking clearly given up on <laughs> <laughs> not some fucking horrible bastard uh, it's just it's nice to hear about you're it and go go on then the fucking boys are out there shagging good for yous man tell us what crazy stuff you got up to it's, it's nice to hear that my shagging days are yeah no I, my girlfriend actually complained to me the other day that I'm I'm, I've got a low sex drive these days. Uh, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know what's happened. I'm like, yeah, because I'm just having sex with you. Like, there is. Listen, I still have the drive. I'm killing the drive to remain faithful. Yeah. I go. So there's this delicate balance of turning off that horrible side of me that wants to fuck heaps of people, yeah. and turning up the side that's like love and commitment. And I'm. I'm it's an alchemy. I'm still keeping the dirty dog in you that wants to have sex all the time mm-hmm. and have this faithful monogamy bit. And you go, I'll get the chemistry right. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you, like, how many times do you think you should be fucking your partner, your wife, a week, really, to be like, I feel healthy? Well, this is the thing. I done that. I turned off that fucking freaky, fucking mad cunt side. And it turns out the only side that's left is just a lazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I can't be fucked, man. That's <laughs> what I'm afraid of. Yeah. And like, I'm already. I've, I've since I've done that. I'm like, I'm one of. I'm the classic. I've put on heaps of weight. Mm. Like, I always tell her, she, she'll be like, "Oh, you, you look cute with chubby cheeks," and I'm like, "Don't fucking love me, you idiot." I'm trying to have a career here. Like, yeah. keep me guessing a little bit. I've, I'm starting to get lazy. I don't exercise. Yeah, and that's the contrast, isn't it? Because it's like as soon as you you do that, and then they're like, "Oh no, it's fine. I love you, yeah, and all that sort of stuff." And then you become the person, and they're like, "What happened to you?" And you're like, "You happened to me. <laughs> you made me into the swine that you no longer love." <laughs> but they would argue, though, it's like, why can't you? Why can't you have that drive and still just be faithful to them anymore? So that's what they would say. Yeah, well, no, because we're scum. Yeah. That's why I've started going back to the gym and get that testosterone back my body to become a fucking monster again. <laughs> but just a monster <laughs> whose brain's in the right place, I guess. Yeah. And my, my heart is faithful. Because you've been, you, you, do you openly talk about your dating over here in Australia? Yeah, I try, like, uh, I mean, to be honest, I, I see because of that thing you're talking about, like, I just realised about six months ago, something was like the, 
the app snaps just such a bad habit so I just deactivated yeah, yeah, them yeah. completely and I've been off it but like you know you've seen about it's like you know but because you do stand up you do meet people and stuff so sometimes you know you meet somebody after a gig or whatever and I've like so I've managed to be dating you know a wee bit because of that but I just felt like I was, I was just going through the same pattern over and over again that gets a bit old after a while you know and like, like you say doesn't he fill that void so I'm just trying to be like try to work towards my goals and then hopefully that will fucking attract the right person in that I, and I also like because I had such a broken family growing up yeah. I have realised like my current girlfriend who's just the kindest loveliest person who's from a lovely like very together German family uh-huh. that is to me and that's how I know I'm getting old is I'm like oh I've got a family yeah you start to value that shit but <laughs> you like, really do and I'm, I'm most of our conversation is me being like any brother he's well how's he going yeah good tell him <laughs> I'm, I'm doing internal jokes with them I'm talking to the dad and I'm like fuck we're a, we're a group we're gonna, the dad's trying the dad's a steel magnate or he sells steel cutting machines uh-huh. they're like a German industrial steel family and he wants me to be a salesman for like steel fabricating machines Dang. because we were on a, their family ski trip and he's like so comedy is you know good passion and I'm sure you have good fun <laughs> but also it is nice to go on holiday to places like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I'm not saying you won't get there but Annika my lovely daughter does like to ski so maybe <laughs> you could sell some machines for me <laughs> and it's good commission and then Annika's like dad leave him alone he's does, he's a comedian he doesn't want to be involved in this and I'm like shush shush yeah. how much <laughs> was the commission in this <laughs> what are we talking about <laughs> on the commission right? and now I'm, and I'm, this, I'm about to drop some fucking go- I think I sold my first machine today because <laughs> my mum's boyfriend knows a guy who's like a steel fabricator for the oh, mining business <laughs> and like we're having a yarn at the pub and he's like oh I've got to buy some machinery we're updating and I was like then a part of my brain was like, hold on, I think I'm a salesman for that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I called my, my future father-in-law and I was just like, can you get me some quotes on a uh, on a drill line ACPM 35? Fucking hell. <laughs> and so I, I called Annika and I was like, I think I'm selling a machine for your dad. And she goes to me, I'm really worried about this. It's a slippery slope. And I'm like, yeah, so is Aspen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on, yeah, folks. Yes. Come on, baby. Lovely. Have you, any of you guys well no you haven't because you're a wonderful loving husband mm-hmm. have you ever been asked to be uh, a stunt dick for an OnlyFans person have I been asked yes no but I have thought of <laughs> often <laughs> now I don't have the dick for it I'm pushing absolutely nothing down here <laughs> but there's do you guys know Shooter Williamson the Alex Williamson the oh yeah, yeah yeah do you know that's what he does now is it oh. is he not doing his, his videos no nah, I think he does a bit of it but he said to me and I thought it was a joke. Like, this is like two years ago Aye. before he went off on whatever binge he was on where he went fucking mental. But he was just like, man, I've got a big male audience. And uh, I've all these, like, OnlyFans chicks are contacting me like, you can fuck me, we'll make our own porn. And because you've got a male audience, we'll split the commish on the OnlyFans sales. And so now he just has sex with girls and he's like, who, who's a fan of Shooter? Who wants to see how Shooter roots? And his fans are like buying that. Oh, my God. And so now he's just like a porn star on OnlyFans. And he said to me the other day, 
Uh, the other day, I, we haven't spoken in a while. It's like a year ago now. Uh-huh. He goes, I'm f- going to shoot a comedy special. And I said, well, you know what you should do is, you know how comedians do like that walking through the streets of New York, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then they, they walk through the curtain and they're eating a slice of pizza and it's meant to be like, this is what I do before the show. I'm like, you should be in a green room banging someone <laughs> so it's it's a porn that turns into a comedy special and then like you blow and you wipe yourself off and you just walk out and do the set and he was like that's sick and the special's apparently coming out in, a, in like a week or two and I'm like here we fucking go hey, did he actually I, do I, it I, I don't know if he did it or not but I'm like he better have there's gonna be a lot of people who don't make it to the comedy special aspect of that yeah <laughs> that's how you mad does that don't well it's like another good day fucking backup plan if the, the sales of the comedy doesn't yeah, work yeah, it, yeah, well he's got a big old dick on him as well you ah, see. fair enough not I've got I've, oh, I've even tried to every time I've ever put my dick on film with just like our girlfriend I'm like just delete it <laughs> <laughs> Because it's the same. I can't watch myself do stand-up because I have this idea of who I am as a comic. Yeah. Like in my head, I'm like Richard Pryor up there or something. And then you watch it and you go, oh, the reality of my movements and how I look and what I'm saying. And then when you see a sex tape back, you go, oh. No, it's brutal, man. I've, I've, I've got an OnlyFans. I had an OnlyFans, but it was only because the OnlyFans people contacted my agents and they were like, we're trying to push this as something oh, instead else. Instead of Patreon or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they were like, do this and we'll fucking put it out to like 250,000 people. And I was like, well, and then I had like a weird uh, Zoom meeting with my agent and like one of the head guys of OnlyFans. And I was like, I, I actually really don't want to do this. but I <laughs> We're not really that far away, are we? it's really it's pretty much the same well, they, is the, no. they is the tried other. very hard remember yeah they tried to rebrand you remember when they were banning nudes on OnlyFans and it lasted, right. it lasted like one day yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like yeah that's kind of the core platform what, of the business what an insane decision though but do you know what it's weird though like because you know you're saying about your uh, future father-in-law saying all that stuff to you but he's like he's talking to you as though it's this hobby but you've literally played Madison Square Garden yeah yeah and it's still jack shit like when you start to meet wealthy people they're like you are no matter how successful you are you're like and that's why I have no ego in stand-up anymore uh-huh. is like I don't give a f- like you meet anyone in stand-up comedy you're like we are still scum yeah like you can be the king of scum but I go like you know we're, we mm. are all brothers in brothers and sisters in a, you know with these scumbag court jesters who travel around, it's not yeah. like anyone's untouchable. Like we're not, no, we're not, we're not like a, a Nobel Peace Prize winners or the titans of industry here. Yeah, we're talking about come, like <laughs> just fucking relax. Yeah. You know when you see people who tr- truly believe that they're changing the world through their stand-up or something. That's that's my least favorite thing at the moment. They're the freaks, man. Because there's like two people in history who have said some profound things in stand-up, <laughs> and they've fucked it for everyone. And now everyone's up there like, hey, I'm always guilty of that in my show. Yeah, man. I, mean, I have I, a 10 minute I, chunk of quiet where I go, that'll change the hearts and minds of people. Yeah. Well, that's a big thing actually at the Edinburgh Festival um, is that, you know, the, the shows are always like themed and they've got a narrative and it's got, everybody's got to have this point and they, they say bring it down in 40, uh, 45 minutes and do the serious bit and all that shit, which I grew up watching like the American stand-ups too, and, that, and I just like that thing of having a really brilliant hour. And that's like gyms like that and then you've got... Uh, like obviously like your Chris Rocks and all it's like stand up you know I hate when people are like it was just stand up as that, you'll see reviews like man I don't know it was just stand up right. and you go yeah you know it's really hard I'm not saying that but stand up fu- exactly I'm not saying to do it well <laughs> well that's like they're not saying that but they fucking burgers are eating I was just a burger <laughs> did they change my life you know <laughs> it's like, this is what, what, what we do so just fucking go and do it absolutely 
Okay. I got three quarters of the way through the burger and it didn't make me cry. No. <laughs> but you ate the wrong burgers, man. I don't have hot sauce burgers over here. But I know what you mean because I, I was like, you know, I got into it in the last part because I love Bill Hicks and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, but like you said, he's bred a lot of like, you know, bad comedy out of that. Um, but I found as well, see, with Australian comics, I, I find, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there is a, a dichotomy that's a bit like more pronounced than, than maybe in the UK or elsewhere. Whereas you get your guys like like yourself or, or Jim or whatever, that are these kind of like, like that sort of style, and then you've, the, you've got the opposite, which is the alt. Like Sam well, Campbell's because, yeah, the best be, example. Well, yeah, of then you've got a lot of the, the silly clan dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you've got some really hyper. Uh, theatre old, stuff. Theater yeah, old yeah. stuff because like everything in Australia we have a cultural inferiority complex and we always have to look to what the upper classes of England are doing and <laughs> latch onto that and anything that's our own any working class Aussie comedy the institution always is just like yeah they're just doing dirty jokes it's really crass yeah. and, and they love the idea of someone in a cardigan um, pulling out an easel and, <laughs> and, and then telling like a really poignant story and that's why every, that, and it's like dude you just like this because you want to be accepted by England yeah um, move the fuck on and by the way that's such a good point because like see then when we, we've been going to Edinburgh Festival for, for years I mean Roscoe and it's like you do feel that thing and I've always thought that that theatre narrative driven Edinburgh show thing is a very English thing it's a very English middle upper class thing and it's alien to somebody like me who's like for Glasgow got into it because I love just watching stand-ups and really stand-ups like one of the ways into the arts for working class people yeah, yeah. and then you're Absolutely trying to it is. create this fucking theatre show because you want to be accepted as you know like, like these middle class English people and the thing is people go and do that and they try and do what other people they think other people want and then but because you're not you literally didn't go eating and speak with an English posh accent you'll never be accepted by them yeah but I don't like I've just lost they've lost you know what I mean like you, people that do podcasts and the internet and stuff that, that you actually just get direct to your audience now so fuck yeah. them but like when I started doing stand up I did it the, the first places were like my football club or I'd be doing some like return serviceman league or some fucking uh, <laughs> it'd be like because my, my family were farmers it'd be like yeah we're going down to the harvesters growers club yeah. and there's a drought on and there's been two suicides in the last month and they just <laughs> people just want to laugh mate yeah. and you don't pull out the like you don't pull out the easel and do like sub story about your childhood trauma you just get out there and you're like what's going on with fingering it's a bit squishy in there isn't it like, <laughs> some it's farmer, a bit squishy in there <laughs> it is someone's seeing it <laughs> it's all ripply about three inches up you're gonna hit that bit and you'll say that and there's like a grizzled farmer there who's got like a shotgun at home with his name on it he's like not today not today I had a good laugh <laughs> <laughs> that's who I do just try to stop these Australian farmers killing themselves <laughs> but like those people would never go like that's what I always hated about them is that in some deep level the most left-leaning people in the way that they come across uh -huh. the progressives have always had to their core and i've always seen it in them <laughs> maybe it's like a bitterness i have where i'm just like yeah fucking hate working class people don't yeah, you yeah. you love them in theory you love That's them at, at university because I, I met a lot of those in university like a lot of my friends from law school who were the richest kids all joined they all became like union leaders Aye. and the first thing they did when they joined the union was to try and make like steel workers vegetarian fuck's sake and, you know and they would just like lose they were like oh, i don't know i'm just not connecting to the boys down there in the factory with my vegan sausage <laughs> <laughs> and you know they'd be like oh we should end motorsports 
they were trying to say that to like a, a group of like dudes who work out on like the production line and like motorsports bad for the environment. It's yeah. like you really don't like anything about the people you purport to uh, represent, do you? Yeah. And then they would hire me for the gigs and I'd be doing some filthy material. And they were like, fucking, this is all right. Yeah. But then the guy who does the booking was like, geez, mate, you said cunt. I don't know if that's okay. This is an official function. And I'm like, yeah, for guys that make brake pads. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. How many times do you think they said cunt before they go to bed today? Yeah. No, it's an interesting disconnect, isn't it, between that, like, the, the, the liberal elite, I suppose, and then actual working class people. And that's really, that's why the fucking right have done so well, because they've managed to appeal to working class people instead and then fucking what goes on in that what's like Scotland like with Edinburgh happens because I imagine when we do like the Melbourne Comedy Festival and then some supposed star from England comes over um, who won some award in Edinburgh and they get given every great room and they get all the press and then like you're an Australian comedian and they kind of like this isn't for you this is this is a big dance for the famous guys from England and you're like fuck off you're in our country Give but us a bit of respect. It's pretty much what Scottish chats yeah, like happens, in the French. That happens, <laughs> that happens to us. Yeah, same thing. The English chats come up and get all the fucking best shit. I uh, assembly. I met someone from assembly um, who's over here. Yeah. And then I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I met you. Um, you booked me uh, during the COVID year for like the big tent, and I was like, whoa, two hundred and fifty quid paid gig during the fringe. Yeah. That's what those English acts are fucking getting, is it? That's crazy. <laughs> and then a the year after that, bumped down to the smaller tent again. I'm like, I'm still getting money, but obviously the English acts turned back up again and yeah. took all the fucking real Train paid strikes were off that year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, and I fucking ripped your fucking stupid tent apart. I fucking <laughs> killed it. See, bonus, but right, like, I, I sort of think each to their own. Like, I, I've seen some brilliant Edinburgh shows that are those themed ones with narratives and, you know... Oh, fuck yeah, that, but that's the thing. Like, I place. like everyone's shit, but for some reason they are, there's always a look down there. So this now is this, is, this is the punchback. Yeah. No, it is, and, and you're right, and it's like people, like, because... You sort of go, well, I've not really got that much to offer TV people who are looking for a certain type of thing that I'm not. Then you go, well, I'll just make my own thing. And if you put it out there online, there is still an audience for it. So that's certainly what we've tried to do. Um, but I think it's, it's just fucking fine, do whatever you want. But you just need to recognise the, like, the lay of the land and not try and follow someone else's you know for, for someone else's sort of path I, I like that uh, we, I've been talking about working class values and I was this close to saying can you tell the cleaner to be quiet <laughs> 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 she's trying to try to do her art up here you're grand you know, the, ashamed of you, you know? see the, the the alternative world of, of that thing because uh-huh. I feel like I straddle between yeah, the regular standard way and, and the alternative world uh-huh. and even though I go to these like alternative nights at the fringe and I fucking again I rip them apart I still never feel like I'm accepted by the acts yeah. because they are like they are I don't think they think I'm supposed to be there yeah, they're like that. why is this person that we avoid well, you were a tradesman weren't you yeah they, they can sense it <laughs> yuck they don't they don't they don't go oh they don't come up and accept me into their groups you know they, yeah. won't, they will literally two of them while I was standing talking to two of them I won't name which comedians it were but the and then they they turned their backs on me yeah and I thought for a second I could be violent towards <laughs> you <laughs> but I won't because this is your place for the month so yeah. that is a, that is a I have had this exact feeling which was like as someone who played like 
football and was a more jockey comedian. Yeah. And when you're really nice to nerdy comics and you've been nothing but sweet to them and then they're rude to you, you're like, you, you understand I've, I've, I've quashed something inside me that fundamentally wants to cave your head in. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've made me look like a prat. I, I can't, but I showed you clemency. Yeah. <laughs> and now you do this to me. Yeah. <laughs> but that is a thing that like happens to like see these ne- like, people that are a bit more nerdy or whatever because they've never had any attention and grown up and then if they get a lot of attention doing stand-up, then sometimes they can be the worst type of people because... Whether it's stand-up or any like yeah, yeah, yeah. industry, yeah. it's always those nerdy dudes who never had anything growing up. When they start to get some money or something, they're always the biggest... I find them the creepiest with the, with the ladies as well. Yeah, 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 that is they are the ones I mean what's that guy with the, the glasses he done the fucking oh James like Conan. yeah yeah him you're like oh nobody liked you until <laughs> yeah, you did yeah, a slideshow yeah, no. and now you're a pervert <laughs> do you know it's, I'm not saying it's I hoped that he was a sex pest but when it came out I did give a fist pump because I just <laughs> I always hated that dude and yeah. I was like sorry to the victims but um, you did play a role in bringing down a cunt that I hate <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's true. That's and then probably not all right to say. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you guys this question: uh-huh. as you, someone who worked in, um, you know, as a tradie, we would say in Australia. What, yeah, do, you, what yeah. do you guys call that in Scotland? Just a tradesman. Just a tradesman, yeah. right? A worker. Have you have you noticed? I, I spoke to you about this at the pub. Yeah. Because I thought this was a global thing until I travelled around. That we, as in in the tradie section, we drink flavoured milk as a masculine activity on work sites. <laughs> that is so. It, it couldn't be further away from any. <laughs> Like, <laughs> choc- what flavor, what, milk, chocolate? Like milk. So, like, it's mainly your iced coffee is your number one. Right. Okay. But it's just like a carton of milk. And again, it's like 40 degrees Celsius here. And the all the ads will be like, Are you a man? Are you a real man? Get a milk in you. Chalky milk. <laughs> the workman's delight. And it's just them like going, It's a real breakfast in a box. It's so strange because, like, in Scotland, I guess, like, chocolate milk is only drank until the age of, like, maybe seven. <laughs> yeah, it's for something kids, like that. I think yeah. if you see someone drink a full pint of milk, they go on the sexual offenders. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, we oh. have, like, go look around every every work site and you'll just see discarded milks. And, like, the one that Sorry. I love is called Farmers Union Ice Coffee. There's only, okay, there's only two places that I believe outsells Coca-Cola. is your lot. With Iron, yeah, Brew, Iron Brew, and it's us in South Australia with Farmers Union Ice Coffee out sells Coke. It's the top selling drink, <laughs> and the ad is "Harden the F U I C up and get a milk in ya." I mean, I get when you add coffee into it, and it's like, but but, but fucking hell! I mean, because I wouldn't call ice coffee milk, but I guess I suppose it has milk. Yeah, well, it's milk. just a lot of milk with a bit of coffee flavouring. Got everything is like the real oh, coffee. No. But now, now that everyone's become a coffee snob, the sales are starting to plummet. People don't, yeah, people, oh. people. But you'll get like Mickey D is a fat fuck, is a strange man, <laughs> purely because he drinks banana milk after runs. It's <laughs> <laughs> <After> runs. <laughs> the most like, self-defeating <laughs> fucking thing ever, man. Fuck. His guts must be so fucked up, man, if he's just running and drinking milk. He does milk. like 42-kilometre run, and then he's like, I need a classic banana milk. That's fucked, <laughs> And he'll man. pump two of those down. That's so bad, <laughs> And man. it's just because of the market, but he's not a man <laughs> if he doesn't is, drink. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he does a bit of UFC, and then he gets a chocolate milk to feel like he's a true bro. <laughs> see, honestly, that w- see having like one or two of them, that would completely undo... All the oh yeah, it's like five hundred calories or something. It's insane. And yeah. I would get them for re- for recess and lunch at school. Fuck. You ever look back at what you ate as a kid? Oh. And it's like I would eat. I would come home from school and I'd try to eat, you know, some meat or something. Some, grab some like salami out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. And my dad would be like, "Oi, eat something you can't, buddy. Eat the meat. There's too much fat in that." He's like, "Just 
So have some bread and you just eat like a loaf of white bread. Aye. And that was, like a health, that was like a health food. Mate, unbelievable. It's a sandwich loaf with toast. Have you ever heard of pizza crunch? Oh, no, no. But I've, heard, thinking about I've heard a lot about these Scottish culinary <laughs> arts. So <laughs> please I mean, you can me probably more. guess what it is. It's a deep fried pizza. Oh, baby. Yeah, it's fucking, yeah. baby. I mean, deep fried. There was a van that would park, the, the chip van, and park outside our school at lunchtime. And I had a mate who had a pizza crunch every day for lunch. <laughs> Man, I used to have that as well. Right. <laughs> And then, never done me any harm. I know, there'd be a guy who would put loads of gas in his fucking hand for lighters and then fucking light a big ball of flames and then we would fucking smoke a straighty can of hash and then go back to school. <laughs> it was great, man. Because I, I look back at me at school and like the amount of exercise you're doing, like you just, yeah. I was fucking, I did sports all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I see myself at like 18 when I was at the end of high school and I'm like, fuck, if I knew about nutrition, I would have been decent. I would have had a good rig. Yeah, but I was a fat fuck. I was the amount of McDonald's because in Australia, as soon as you get a license at sixteen, you're just at McDonald's for every meal for the rest of your life. <laughs> like that's all you just your job. It's going to be the drive through. Yeah, is that you're the drive through guy? It's the best. By the way, I thought George Zach was going to be here. I wanted to tell a George Zach story. Oh uh, no, it's fine. Jo- George was on the Patreon episode, uh, but tell it anyway. We can. Oh, I just wanted. I was just going to rib him about. So there was a night in London where I came to do sets, and George latched on. I, I made friends with this weird uh, Jewish guy who's like an oligarch. Uh-huh. It's worth a lot of money, so he gave me. Robin shoulders with the great and the good of society. As well, usual, he, he, he came. He came to see a show with Jim for Jim, and then I was on afterwards uh-huh. because Jim's sober. I didn't, he didn't want to party, so I just was like, "Yeah, I'll go with you." And before I knew it, like we'd done all this gear and then we flew to Carbo where he has a house and just partied there and he had all sorts of fucking events going on and then he goes do you want to go to London and I'm like yeah I'll book gigs around it and he was like cool I got nothing on and I'm like this is fucking sick so I messaged George and was like George come to Top Secret Comedy Club it's gonna be a good night got us a room at the Mandarin Oriental and I was with a girl and her cousin and then I was I was trying to shag this girl and George just did never at any point pick up that I was like you should leave yeah. now. I and think so George yeah, really picks up when people want him to leave. Yeah, <laughs> so like, we're, we're, I have it has. We're back in the we're back in the hotel, and um, there's like me, her, her cousin, and George. And George's like, "Let's all get in the bed together, guys." And I'm like, "George, <laughs> so we just end up falling asleep eating room service that had been paid for on the room, and I'm going to sleep. And then this girl starts to like, she takes off her." underwear and she just puts it in my hand right. and she's just like you can fuck me and i was like oh your cousin's there george zacharopoulos is right there that's not doing a lot for me and she's like please so she starts like backing into me and, and we start to have really slow sex and, and i was a bit like this is uncomfortable i don't know if anyone's awake but they seem to be quiet oh still doing more and then she gets off my dick and she starts to go down on me and give me a blowjob and then george goes guys guys sex was one thing but the blowjob is aggressive <laughs> <laughs> he is a funny guy, man. And she was like, ah! And he's like, come on, just finish already. Let's go to sleep. Fucking George, man. Fuck. Like, for about a year now, every time that I'm having like a down day, I'm like, fucking hell, George. You ruined a great night for me, mate. He's <laughs> having those flashbacks. Like, ah, fuck, man. Yeah, because I, I entered into a committed relationship after that. I was like, that was my last hurrah. Your last hurrah being like, a single guy who's in a bed with George Zach. <laughs> <laughs> and so that is funny. You have a degenerate Greek friend in bed with you and you go, I'm going straight and narrow now, man. I'm going to get a good woman in my life. <laughs> uh, that, that would make me sort shit out as well, man. Yeah. But it's, well, it's not the only strange experience you've had in a, a bed, is it? 
Oh yeah, yeah. So when I was a kid, my parents were they got a divorce when I was like seven or eight. Mum went on a vacation while Dad was moving out of the house, uh-huh. and we went to like a small country town with like a little little motel there, uh-huh. and in a town where there's a big orange because they grow oranges there. Right. right. What do you mean? What do you mean a big orange? So in Australia, we do this thing where if there's a town and it's got like something that they're producing like they grow bananas this is a giant styrofoam banana and people have take a photo in front of it okay. it's a big if you just look up big things Australia be like there's a big koala a big peach <laughs> 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 the big racism <laughs> it's a big whip <laughs> I don't know like, these are the things we do well here we do big stuff so, so there's like a, in the c- town centre there's like a big just a big giant orange, orange. Yeah. I think that's so cool man just being like oh, th- there's actually more space here than we realised <laughs> we'll just put big things in it and sort of fill the country up a bit that's what it is right it's giant shitty styrofoam things you go in there and you buy like a bag of oranges for 40 dollars because they're the official big orange oranges or whatever uh, so it's a tourist trap for people coming to the regional area yeah. so we stay there and it was me my mum my little brother and our family gp and i, I was like what the why is why is dr george here <laughs> like, i was really like i was young enough to be like something's happening and i was like maybe i'm sick or something like <laughs> Is it, is that? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, are they giving me one last trip? And if this is my last trip, pretty mediocre. It's not Disneyland, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, big orange is not exactly Epcot, is it? No one's make a wishing <laughs> for the big orange in country of South Australia. So like we, we're there, and Mum pulls out a Monopoly board, and we're playing Monopoly, and he's he's off somewhere else. He's not in our hotel room at this uh-huh. point. And then Mum wants to keep playing Monopoly, and so I used to pretend to be asleep to make things just get out of shit right? yeah. just, so I was like I've passed out so mum wanders off and does other stuff and then there's a knock on the door and my eyes are closed but it's like it's the doctor and I'm like what he's gonna be staying in our hotel room and it's just twin beds okay and then there's another little room with my brothers in that and he's well asleep and then they start making out at the door like fully passionately and I was like shit I should probably let him know that I'm awake because uh-huh. Uh, this is gonna go south and I'm like nah nah just it'd be awkward how old are you by the way like eight so I'm like this is gonna be awkward if I let mum know that I heard a smooch in the dock (laughs) so I just kept pretending to sleep and then they went to the bed next to me and then just aggressively fucked for like an hour (laughs) while I just laid on the bed and it was like 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 bang bang, like (laughs) slapping spit like to the point where as an adult I'm like I don't fuck as hard as my mum does like she's (laughs) a weapon I mean, I, I think that's why I had a whore phase in the middle of my life. I was like, I got to find someone out there dirtier than mummy. <laughs> like, you don't want to be fucking girls and be like, come on, come on, love my mum puts more minge around her than you do. <laughs> she was 50 at the time. What's your excuse? <laughs> I've heard the best. You're the rest. So, <laughs> and then it was just like, it was just, man, it was like, it was like truly brutal. I remember I was just like, like shivering because it just went for so long and then it sort of was like it finished and then they're at it again like a second oh, one like so dark and then in the morning my mum came to give me like a you know morning love and I was just like get away from me you're disgusting and, she's like, <laughs> and I ran away ran like into town like to where my family's farm was and I was like I'm staying with my uncle and aunt Nina and Rowan she's like why do you want to do that and I'm like I can't even tell you why you're revolting <laughs> you're revolting <laughs> and does she know now that you are oh yeah she so 
I invited her, and I, I'm going to do a little bit of material here, but um, I invited her to the Sydney Opera House to the, the, the Just for Laughs Gala, and I did that story. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, she was, and she's like sitting there all doled up at the Opera House, the height of Australian culture. And I was like, you know, this will be good, Mum, my first TV gig. And she's like sitting right there. And then after the gig, she goes, well, that was funny, wasn't it? But was it appropriate for you to do that while I was here? And I'm like, I don't know. Was it appropriate for you to do that while I was there? <laughs> <laughs> That's a 25-year wait for justice. Brilliant. <laughs> and was that, because is my right in saying that the story was that you were just looking at that big orange while yeah, it was yeah, happening? Yeah, I just at the orange, like, a, like an orb. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, because you know when you start to unpack your life, do you guys ever do therapy? I don't do it. Everyone keeps telling me I need it. <laughs> no, we can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know I'm I glad need you it. joined the dots about yeah. your relationship to women being based on that. I <laughs> know I need it, like 100%. But um, I I always like think about my youth. And like that was one thing about me was an absolute desire to get to bed early. <laughs> when I was like, like, you know how kids always fight to stay awake? Uh-huh. I never disagreed with bedtime because I was like, if you don't sleep, you hear things. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, there was never any... My mum was like, That's bedtime, possi- 8.30. I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm already in bed, 7.30. Xanax, let's go. That's possibly one of the saddest things I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, technically, technically good parenting because you get those eight hours, you know, and you're very productive the next day. Yeah. Attentive. Yeah, I'm the tallest member of my family. A lot of, a lot of sleep, a lot of rest. <laughs> <laughs> Attentive in class. Yeah, it was so... Because that was the thing when your parents divorce... Like my parents divorced when I was like eight, uh-huh. and it is such a sexist thing that happens to you. But like, I never cared if my dad was shagging. No. But like, when it's your mum, it was like ever since then, like anyone that was around mum, you hate them. Yeah. And then your dad would be like, "I'm going out on a date," and you'd be like, "Oh, what's her name?" And he'd be like, "This is a chick called Val." I'm saying, you're like, respect. Dad. Yeah. Well done. I Get know, it done. But then with your mum, you just don't want anyone fucking. But I've, 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 I've seen it all. But now she's got this guy called Wayne. He's got a boat. You guys have been on it. Hey, we've all done well. Hey, listen, man. Fucking <laughs> Wayne, you can shag next to me anytime. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do it on the boat. Get that boat rocking. <laughs> just, just don't let me go back to my old life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Well, that's nice. That's done an hour. I think we're fucking uh, good to go. Uh, the only thing I was going to ask you before we go, obviously, because uh, we were discussing this the other week, yeah. obviously, because you are a you are a big actual football fan, not your your football yeah, use, because yeah, yeah. actual because you're a Spurs fan. I'm a Spurs fan, yeah. And because uh, I was asking you about Ange and the perception of big Ange in Australia. Oh, so. And Sorry, Roscoe. Listen, that's all right. I think he's got a nice jumper. You know, good on him. <laughs> he's a fun one because when if you're a big football fan from Australia, he had this iconic fight Aye. with another beloved Australian guy. Oh, so did, is that Foster. guy loved as well? Love, beloved, beloved guy hosts the World Cup coverage. Yeah, uh, he's a huge advocate for refugee rights in Australia. He's like, he's just like can Gary football. Of, he's Aye. a wonderful dude, right? But he and she used to coach the under-23s and they had a disastrous World Cup. And he came on a live interview and Craig Foster was essentially like, you're shit, what happened? Will you resign right now live? Yeah. And Ange kind of pushed back. And it was like nine of the most awkward minutes. And so my first perception of Ange, I was just like, who's this? This, this is shit Greek coach ruining Australian football. Because clearly he wasn't liked here because he wanted to do ticker tacker stuff. Yeah. And we would just get rounced because we just don't have the players for it. And so he went away, but then he came back and won all this stuff with Brisbane Roar. And then he was overseas. Now we're all like, 
Everyone loves Celtic. Oh, the steroids required to play a tiki taka uh, <laughs> aggressive press Allegedly. style football. Allegedly. Allegedly. Look up the Spanish <laughs> Operation Blood Bag. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> Anything they won those fucking World Cups and Euros. They were replacing their blood. Aye, oh, that was it. Because what was the. Were they really? Apparently the love, it was the Liverpool asthma thing as well. Roscoe was telling me this thing about the Spain team. I don't know they won those Euros and fucking World Cups and then the, the, the Spanish royalty threw the cyclists under the bus and destroyed the blood bags of all the other... Uh, Thanks things. so much. Thanks See a lot. You Catch up. Thank you, Cheers. No, she said some shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, that was it. The the Spanish fucking royalty destroyed the blood bags of uh, loads of like high up sports people, and the case is just gone. Fuck's sake! Good and that's game, how though. they saved. That's the what World I want Cups my team to do. See, yeah. if you're going willing to go that far, but fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when you're putting your own blood in a bag, <laughs> I don't begrudge your results. Nah. You know what I mean? Because I didn't even turn up for training on time. <laughs> I wanted to be putting my blood in a fucking bag. No one says that enough about like the rigour that drug cheats actually have to go through. Like, you shorten your life. It's dangerous. You have to be on a tight procedure. You've got extra doctor's appointments. Yeah. That's fucking well played. How badly do you want The to extra doctor's appointments was about, I went, yeah, that is tough, yeah, man. I don't want to wait there. I don't even like going yeah. to regular. You've and already read all the magazines, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine seeing a doctor now, Amos, is a, a difficult thing <laughs> for you. Thing. <laughs> That's why I couldn't become a professional athlete, man. They were trying to inject me with steroids. And I could just, all I could think of that was the doctor injecting my mum with gum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I went for Spurs because they had all these Croats. You know? Aye, right enough, aye. And so I, st- I w- went with them because they had Chorluka, they had Modric, they had Stipe Pletikosa. Oh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I said Chorluka, didn't know that. Oh, Nico Krenkar, fucking aye. loved him. And there was the Harry era. That's when I really got it. It was, the, it was one day Ramos. It was like the first Martin Yol, one day Ramos that era is when I got in. Mm-hmm. Edgar Davids was like so famous in Australia for some reason. Was he? Yeah, he was a big advocate for like, getting people onto Spurs. And then, man, it was, it's, oh, it's been pretty good, hasn't it? I don't know. I could have gone for Rangers if they had Prusa. Oh, what guy. He's <laughs> so crazy, man. He as well. He's so crazy. And then Jelovic and on. The, uh, the jellyfish, man. Oh, my God. What a fucking striker. <laughs> and, you know, it seems like... Uh, I think Jelovic was... Uh, well, you know, like, um, Barisic? Uh-huh. Bona Barisic, his uh, family is famously, like... Uh, mafia and Is stuff that like that yeah, but I think Jelovic was also his family like was famously mafia yeah. and I'm like we keep getting these cool fucking mafia ties man and all our fucking Eastern European players and I think he's great man it's like yeah you can yeah, tackle Modric me think he's a baller because he's got five goals got five, dad's got five goals <laughs> he comes from privilege don't get around him <laughs> But anyway, so it'll be Ange. So, yeah, so Ange, Ange is like, yeah, Ange is really seen as the guy in Australia that uh-huh. was like, we can do better than just be muscly and fast. Yeah. We could actually teach people to play some kind of a system of playing ball. And he kind of had to leave. And Australia was kind of like, oh, whatever, it's not going to work here. And then once he got that job there, now he's he's like our Sir Alex Ferguson or something where we're <laughs> like... Well, we're we're overdoing it a bit. Like the Australian media is just like he's going to be the greatest coach yeah. in the history. But you guys all we we all hated Scotland for a while because I was watching all the reactions and everyone everyone in Scotland was just ragging how no Australian could know their football. And yeah, well, it was because Celtic had waited all summer to get Eddie Howe, and then he obviously never went, and then they got Ange, and everyone's like, "Who is he?" But it was like, I mean, it's a fucking inspired movie. He's been amazing. It's, it's, Okay, turned it around. So he turned, turned up himself and turned it around is with, Aussie within a year. Worse or better than an American coach? I think better, but it's just that 
I think there's just no guarantee that it's you know that they're they're going to be good because the level we don't know really even what the level is here. Like, but a lot of guys, let's see Scott McDonald. Yeah, he finishes at Celtic or whatever, and then he goes to like Motherwell or something, and then he he fucks off and goes to the A League yeah, or whatever yeah, it's yeah. called. So like, it's just seen as a step down, probably in a similar way to the MLS or something. But ultimately, fucking, I mean, the, the quality's not that great in because like Australian now. football, it's it's complete. It's always been uh, a full mix, which was because I grew up playing Aussie rules footy, Aye. but I also played football, like soccer or whatever we want to call it here. Mm-hmm. And you're either, I know you can't, actually, this is a, not the word that it means where you're from, but I was called a wog, which is basically Aye. any Mediterranean person. So uh-huh. Italian, Greek, Lebanese, Croatian, Serbian, we're one, we all stick together, we play in our own clubs. We have like very, very strong style of play. And then there's this Scottish, English, Irish teams and they were traditionally like fucking whip it yeah. <laughs> get down a byline get chalk on your boots and smash it in Aye. whereas like the all the Wogger teams were like we're going to play it around the back we're going to hold on to the ball possession and forever that section of football the English side won in Australia forever and Andrew embodied like the other side yeah. and that was not popular because we're like it's risky we don't have the bloody boys to do it yeah. the Australian football way is to be hard cunts Aye. We're taller and stronger and we're nasty. And then everyone was kind of like, yeah, but that like that gets you to the World Cup. Yeah, but it doesn't, but doesn't get you through past the good teams. Yeah, you don't, you don't go anywhere. But then again, like, it's not like we're ever going to be a Brazil either. So I'm yeah. stuck between whether I just like us n- n- like just really doing hard tackles on Brazil. Well, that's it. But it's a similar position he's in now with Celtic. He's like, he's got his point amazing in, in Scotland, but then... See when we played in the Champions League. We right? played Real Madrid the first game yeah. in the Champions League, and see for the first thirty minutes, we played we played the same way against them. They played against anyone in Scotland, and for the first thirty minutes, we absolutely battered them, smacked off the post, nearly nearly get the first goal, and we ended up losing three 0 But I don't think I've ever been more proud of Celtic yeah, in that yeah. first half hour when we were taking that game to Real Madrid. Okay. And you so come up short. If but you said that in Australia, they'd be like this: proud of a three 0 well, good on you, mate. I, I hope you're happy with a 3-0 loss playing yeah. supposedly nice-looking football. But in Australia, we'd rather they go home with a fucking bruise on their ankle because they came and met some strong boys who lost 1-0. <laughs> but it's the, same in, it's the same in Scotland as well. Like, that's because it's, you know, just that sort of, uh, those tactics as well. But the thing is, I've seen fucking Celtic beat fucking 7-0 and all that and been playing shite. So at yeah. least we... Like in the Champions League, so at least we fucking went Well, that's the it. worst thing about being a sports fan is, like, everyone is delusional. And believes their team is special. You're not. There's all that one team can win and be good. Aye. And it's like I'm just watching for the hope that the game will be enjoyable. We might go somewhere, but like every team, I, I love watching like European f- coverage and like UK coverage of sports because the level that everyone's like two losses and like get that cut out. He's ruling this football club. We're not where we're meant to be. It's like how how many people are meant to be successful? It's meant to be a place where you go with your friends to put on some fancy dress and get hammered <laughs> and eat bad food and try and watch the game. Like you're not going to all be winners. Yeah, fucking calm down. Absolutely. That's why I'm a bad sports fan. I've never like even my AFL team wherever. I just have never been able to be like we got to win. I'm like ah yeah, yeah whatever. Gotta go. Yeah, Spent two hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I just went to talk shit about people. Yeah, I think Big Ange is, is great as well because eventually he will run all of the Celtic squad into the ground. <laughs> Their careers will be shortened by uh, years. By you know, I, I'm playing the long game here. Yeah. You know, 
Wait, you, who do you go for? Rangers. Rangers, yeah. Right, so, right, so you're team. not a Catholic then, eh? No. I <laughs> say, <laughs> <laughs> oh, forget about it. you guys. I've got issues with that. That's all we can team fighting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. This podcast, are you a Catholic? Yes, I am. We're a, new, we're a, we are a, we're a football neutral podcast even back home because uh, I'm Celtic Steve, uh, Stevie, who's the other host, is Rangers. Because uh, you know, it's actually sure built here like none of you cunts could be friends. Um, but I imagine it's like, that's a bit of a is that overblown yeah no it's, we, we can be pals and stuff it's, the main thing is because you go to different schools there's Catholic uh-huh. schools and, and non-Catholic schools and so you kind of don't really meet people until you become like 18 or whatever and you leave school really? and then, then you start meeting the people who didn't go to the school yeah that's cra- that's great yeah, yeah. I, I went to a Catholic school as well but you know it's cheaper Aye. it's even that's weirder when, like you, when you get into the arts and then you realise that all the Scottish media is ran by the Catholics <laughs> 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 the unseen Fenian hand. But hold on, aren't they? So the Catholics, uh-huh. let's, are they the ones who want to break away? From no, the it's, well, it's not. It's a bit. It's not really to do with that. It's the, no? the Scot- Scottish independence thing. But people that are more staunchly Rangers and more staunchly like into the Union and all that are the more no. But the what's this podcast? You guys in or out of the UK? Let's get this on the record. <laughs> where, where, where oh, are you? Straight out. Get get out. Fuck those fucking not, uh, bleeps, man. The podcast. Uh, I would say, well, I mean, to be fair, we probably have voted yes in the referendum, uh, like to leave, like to, to become independent. Yes. I did vote yes, but. Um, yeah, you wore your Scottish kit on the boat with us, so that's, I, that's right. how I knew you gave yourself away. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I like that when you're a country like Scotland, if you wear your kit abroad, you're a patriot. If someone from America or for England wears their kit, they're a racist. Uh, it's good to not get the racism <laughs> connotations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good. That's one of the good you, things you we've come from struggle, you see. Yeah, like even though we were responsible for a lot of the same shit as we've covered. I like how you made sure to say that he's, he, Roscoe is not a host of the podcast. His views do not <laughs> no, represent no, the podcast. No, no way. I'm like, fuck that fucking UK <laughs> shit. Get out. Well, I'm doing a Republican bit here in, for Australia because to me, I, I'm always so deeply ashamed that we're part of the commonwealth yeah and like i love the uk i'm actually closer with most people from the uk than australia often yeah love the culture you know that because i'm a football fan or whatever and you're european and, part european, and I'm european well. so I, I i've always gravitated to that but it's just when i moved to america and these i'm um, around all that patriotism and they got their flag no. and they're just like you know stars and stripes fuck yeah and then i go yeah oh, i love my country and then i hold our flag and we have the british flag yeah, it's got the and jacket. it's like you can't help but feel like a little cuck yeah. When you're from a country that <laughs> has the flag of another nation on it, you're yeah. like, what the fuck? And all these dudes, Aussie dudes, are like, love the country. And I'm like, which one, man? <laughs> like, we've, we need our own thing. Like, yeah, it's yeah. so lame to be. Yeah, you still get the watermark on the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a watermark. It is. It's copyright in the UK. Can we get in touch with Getty Images and get this to fuck now? <laughs> <laughs> like, that part of it gives me the sh- And then you've got, like, this, the king and the Harry and that. And it's like, man. Grow the fuck up. Yeah. But at the end of the game, aren't you Scots? I don't, I don't know if I was a Scottish guy where he was just like, we want to break away from the from the UK, we'll be our own country. But then he was desperate to be part of the EU. And I'm like, so aren't you just going to a different conglomerate? What's that about? Yeah, but I mean, but Europe's fucking cool, you know? What what you think I want to go to England for a nice city break? I don't give a fuck about <laughs> you can't just wait to North the whatever the fuck England wants to do for the last part, to be honest. It's like I want to go to fucking Prague for the weekend. Yeah. I don't care about Liverpool. Fuck that. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Mate, if you want to be part of Europe, I'll tell you what you're gonna do. You're gonna pretend you're a retard like my mum told me to do. <laughs> 
and I'll get you Croatian citizenship. <laughs> and what a callback. What a callback. <laughs> I mean, we are going to need to believe that word out. But apart from that, no. <laughs> Speaking of which, by the way, uh, you are going to, are you coming to Edinburgh Festival I this think year? so, I don't know. I'm, you know, everyone warns me against going, but I, I want no, to go, go, go and do it. I want to hang out there. You know, but um, everyone just said you get fucking shafted and you lose thousands of pounds. And I don't really want to be told I'm a cunt by the Guardian for a loss. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like a fun hang. Yeah, it's a good month. It's great fun. It's great yeah. fun. Also, I, I think I owe you guys me coming over there struggling yeah. because Scots and English and that always come over here in the festival where I so well and I get to be like mm. hang in there boys and like, yeah. it's, it's not a bad festival right. yeah, I had a quite well, I had 150 in tonight <laughs> <laughs> I, I battled through it but we're all struggling but then when I go over there you guys get to go how, how is it mate yeah I can well. take you out in my Ford Focus. I was going to say, I'll take you in Roscoe's van as a thank you for the boat. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking, I'm owed something. You're going to yeah. take me up half the seat or something. Mate, that's it. Well, ho- well, I'm hoping that we can get a wee fucking house sorted from the Patreon money for the podcast if we're doing successfully by August. So you're welcome to come. So see you, this, is, man. It, is this like a, le- you guys are like a fuck, you're the legit show now. It's, it's getting, it's going yeah. well, man. Yeah, we're starting to, we're getting bigger all the time and it's been you're good. Uh, you're uh, taking on the have a word, dude. Yeah. Right? Listen, we're our own thing. You know what I mean? We're our own thing. So they're, they're the, you know, they're- Are they the apex predator? Man, they're massive. They've just done an arena and stuff like that. It's un- unbelievable. So aye, it's great. But they, you know, it just yeah. shows you what can be done. And what about you? Where's your podcast? What do you got? I do, I, I do Twitch. Man. Are you Twitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you stream on Twitch? Just whatever, you know. I've been watching... You oh, know, you don't you have know, to play games. You know Madman Motors here yeah. in Perth? I've been watching a lot of his adverts the last two days. <laughs> Madman Motors! Shout out to Madman Motors for giving me a free car. You got a free car, yeah. man. Yeah. He's unbelievable. He's a madman? He's a Scottish guy and he came up to me at the end of my... He came to my show and he came up to me and he, went, he, tried, he gave me $100. And I'm like, man, no, I can't take $100. He's like, it's fine, I'm a multi-millionaire. So give me some money on that. <laughs> See, the Scots, you guys all support each other when you're abroad, right? The Croatians, are, we're fucking... I'm a, I'm a member of a group called the Croatians in Australia, uh-huh. and it is just like crazy people in there. Like, one of them the other day was like, we're going to um, Novak Djokovic's hotel room, like, to this hotel complex for when the Australian Open was on. Not to protest him, we're going to try and protest Goran Ivanisevic, who's like the Croatian tennis player, who is now the coach of Novak and they're like he's a fucking turncoat traitor Yugoslavian communist <laughs> and we're gonna scream traitor when he walks to his car and you're like why yeah. what and they're like why because he's working with a Serb yeah. and you go like man like what what's that got to do with anything he's just he's a sound, he's working with his mate in the same like industry yeah. who does this like, cunt think he is a sex yakker or something like that <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I get into fights in there all the time. I'm like, man, I came onto this group to learn how to stuff a capsicum. <laughs> like, I wanted the recipes to the food that my grandma with dementia has forgotten. <laughs> I wasn't here to learn how to build a roadside bomb for a Serbian <laughs> tank. Like. That's a difficult Facebook group to post in as well, and it? it's a difficult just to be like, all right, guys, uh, I'm coming. To, uh, I'm doing a show. <laughs> come on, if you want to come and see it. Well. Yeah, the Croatians like with stand up. I, I want them to come, but. Um, it's not like it's not a part of the culture no. Eastern Europe had its sense of human um, you know we're not we're not yeah. into stand up as much it's getting back there my grandpa who's 90 uh-huh. he just, he had his, my job described to him and this is how he summed up stand up I reckon this is a belter he goes you make a mental sickness and a speak about the, how much are wrong and the people are more sicker than you a pie <laughs> and the clap <laughs> 
Oh, this one is a weird. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even have a cardigan in it. I don't have that car. <laughs> you know, no one wants to come give me shit. Fuck. So, can we give a? Can we give a? a, a do we? Do we put up the video of what's his name? Madman Motors? Aye, uh, we can we'll put in Madman Motors, he's got some funny TikToks and stuff like that, but shout out to him for a uh, That's for, sick. For no, he's not gonna years. he's not gonna charge you at the end. That's not <laughs> something <weird. laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you you gotta return the car and you'll be like, there's a scratch here. <laughs> well, that's that's five grand. I'm worried how mad he might be. Yeah. <laughs> he can turn. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah, I there is talk so. out there. He's a madman. Yeah, <laughs> he's a madman <laughs> by name. Oh man! But listen, listen that's fucking. I think that covers it for that. Thanks a lot, Amos, for joining us. And uh, do no, def- definitely check out Amos' stuff. Fucking brilliant comic. Um, if you're at Edinburgh Festival, uh, definitely go and check him out there. Um, Any else you want, want to plug? Just Instagram. Nah, and just stuff. The Instagram. And yeah, if I go to Edinburgh, give us a, give us a look, or right. just you know. Pat me on the back when I'm sad. Absolutely. And uh, Roscoe, obviously, catch him on Twitch. Um, as for us, you can as ever like and subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can follow us at Instagram, on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, at SomewherePod. The fucking cameras just run out there, I think. Um, but until next time, guys, speak to you soon. Cheers. See you later. Bye.